So a new NPR poll and very liberal NPR, you know that uh, Democrat, 34 percent, Republican, 28. So it's not a accurate poll. But they say, do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden's doing? Approve 41, disapprove 55. But in the independence, listen to this. This is, again, from NPR. Approved 29, disapproved 66 percent. That's it. If that holds, I mean, that's it for the Democrats, because independents now are the deciders in the national elections. Um, And now uh, Joe Manchin, the Democrat from uh, West Virginia, the senator, dealt a huge blow to uh, the Biden administration when he said, look, I can't vote for the Build Back Better bill. So I'm not going to. And that kills it because there's not one Republican senator even close for voting for that. And the reason is it's just so expensive. And nobody knows where the money's going to go. And there's a lot of Green New Deal stuff. It's foggy. And, uh, you know, the Democrats, oh, it's only $2 trillion. And they already passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. And inflation's rising at the fastest pace ever. And so anybody with a modicum of common sense goes, yeah, we just can't do this. And then Mr. Biden says, oh, it's already paid for. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, he has to raise taxes on corporations and affluent Americans, which, of course, is going to do inhibit commerce. Every time you raise taxes on corporations, they pass it along to the consumer. Everybody knows this. So anyway, Manchin uh, says, I'm not voting for it. And that's the end of it. It's dead. So Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, it's, oh, no, we'll bring it back. You're not bringing anything back, okay? And I think that Manchin has to switch parties. So I have my crack team research what that entails. And there isn't anything other than if you are an elected congressperson or senator, you can just announce you're switching parties. You don't have to get anybody's approval. You can just do it. I can't see how Joe Manchin stays uh, a Democrat. And West Virginia is, uh, is a red state. So he didn't lose anything by switching parties because nobody's ever got to talk to him again in the Democratic precincts. This just wipes out all the progressive dreams. Boom. Gone. OK, so predictably, the chief socialist, the guy who has a lot of say in the Biden administration, Bernie Sanders, he's ripping. Roll it. I've been to West Virginia a number of times, and it's a great state, beautiful people. But it is a state that is struggling. And he's going to have to tell the people of West Virginia why he's rejecting what the scientists of the world are telling us, that we have to act boldly and transform our energy system to protect future generations from the devastation of climate change. And I would have hoped that we could have had at least 50 Democrats on board who have the guts to stand up for working families and take on the lobbyist and the powerful special interest. We have no Republican support. Not one Republican in the United States Senate or the House, for that matter, is prepared to stand up to the drug companies or the insurance companies or the wealthy. I would hope we would have had 50 Democrats. Mm-hmm. But if that is the case, then I hope that we will bring a strong bill to the floor of the Senate as soon as we can and let Mr. Manchin explain to the people of West Virginia why he doesn't have the guts to stand up to powerful special interests. Okay, so Sanders wants to nationalize 
the drug industry, the insurance industry. It's what socialists do. All right? You know, he'll never say it out loud, but he wants the federal government to run the economy. You see, most people don't understand this. All right. And, and in order to get that, the Democrats have to give away an enormous amount of money to convince people, American voters, that the best way isn't capitalism and self-reliance, isn't earning your own way. No, it's relying on Bernie Sanders and the socialists running the economy to give you stuff. Now, if you look at history, and that's what I do, this weakens a society. It doesn't strengthen it. All right, It takes away the motivation and the willingness to suffer and I mean that word literally, to suffer for prosperity. I've suffered in my life, I bet you have too, to achieve success and security. I've suffered a lot. I, I don't want anything from Bernie Sanders. I don't want the government running the economy. That's insane. All right? It's insane. They can't run anything. You know, the military runs well because it's a part. The Pentagon is a part from the federal apparatus. When you put Bernie Sanders in charge of the economy, come on, it's a joke. But people don't understand. All they see, and this is the Democratic Party, the blue states. All right, so they want the Build Back Better bill. And so why? Why do they want it? Well, because it would provide a massive amount of money to families, American families, to raise their kids in tax credits and direct payments and preschool. Government's going to surge trillions of dollars into families. You're going to give them money to raise their children. Why? I mean, my parents didn't have a lot of money. They didn't get a nickel. All right, they raised my sister and I pretty well. Went to Catholic school. We had Nice short pants in the summer. I mean, why? Why do you have to pour trillions of dollars into the American family structure from the central government? What's to buy votes? And then they, they go down a list. Um, subsidized child care, subsidized college, subsidized public housing, subsidized food over the summer. The food stamp's not enough. Not enough. Okay. And I think it's like 50% of Americans are in some kind of means entitlement now. Half the population's getting something from the state of feds. So this is $65 worth of food per child each month on top of the food stamps. So this just creates a dependency line. And then, then it destroys the private sector, the private marketplace, because it takes, in order to fund all this, You've got to take so much money away from small business, and I run three of them, okay, from major corporations, and I don't feel sorry for them, but they'll pass the costs on to me and you, and affluent Americans who worked hard their whole life to save up and to provide themselves with a comfortable retirement, they want to take that money right out of your retirement account. So Manchin basically says, no, he's not going to do any of it, and it's done. It's, and it is an unbelievable embarrassment to the Biden administration um, because he can't get anything. He did get the infrastructure with the help of Mitch McConnell. And it was an interesting article, you know, when I was on the road with Donald Trump over the weekend, Trump hates McConnell. 
just hates him and wants him out and this and that. But the Wall Street Journal had an interesting editorial today and said, you know, McConnell was smart in voting for the infrastructure bill, the $1.2 trillion, and most of that's going to be wasted. Um, and, and a number of other Republican senators did, too, because he sent a signal to America, look, we're not crazy anti-Biden people here. We're not like the anti-Trumpers where everything Trump does is bad. We'll, we'll give Biden this in the hope that the money will be spent to rebuild some roads and bridges. All right. And not all spent on windmills that might not work. So we'll do it. And that's what happened. But now with this bill back better, it's so crazy. And would just just ignite inflation because the Fed would have to print money. Government have to print money to cover all of this cost. Sending these checks every month to all these families to raise their kids. Come on. I mean, it's just crazy. So not only is the Build Back Better bill dead, but the whole progressive agenda gets knocked right out the window because of Manchin. And I think Cinema and a few other Democratic senators would have voted against Build Back Better if it ever came to the floor, which is not going to. So you heard about packing the Supreme Court? Gone. There's no way that Manchin or Cinema or some of the other Democrats are going to vote for that. Statehood for D.C.? Gone. All the progressive dreams evaporated yesterday. Boof! Like this. Okay? Because of Manchin. And Manchin, in my opinion, is a hero. He saved this country from going down a socialistic road, which is a road to ruin. Ruin. In my opinion, based on the facts that I'm seeing, there is a new subculture in America, younger, maybe age 12, 13 to 26, that zone, of people, mostly males, who are sociopaths. That means they have no human feeling. They can hurt you and then go over and have a Big Mac. They don't care about hurting other people. They don't care about the law. They don't care about school, education, their country, their parents. They don't care about anything but themselves. They're sociopaths. That's why you're seeing these horrendous violent crimes all over the inner cities of America. Because this crew, and they number millions now, it's like a contagion. It used to be a sociopathic person was isolated and scorned. Now that's not true. There are excuses made. Starts in the public school system. When a disruptive student is allowed to disrupt all the way through, handed a diploma that he or she didn't earn, and goes out, can't make a living because they can probably not read or write, and then enters the gang system and a life of crime. But these people are particularly vicious. So y'all know I wrote Killing the Mob. And you don't get more vicious than the people I was talking about in that book. But it was a totally different mindset. They were criminals based upon an organization that was solely driven for money. This new subculture is driven by violence. Violence. Violence was bad for the mob's business. These people love violence. They love it. And they have guns. And they will kill you. 
So I asked my staff to find a uh, somebody who works in this area, and uh, we have Dr. Lisa Palmer coming to us from West Palm Beach, Florida. She's a psychotherapist, and she's the founder of the Renew Center of Florida, which deals with a lot of extreme personality disorders. So first of all, doctor, my subculture theory, it's what it is, but I believe it's true. Do you subscribe? Well, I know a heck of a lot about sociopaths, unfortunately. So you've come to the right place, Bill. Um, <laughs> it is uh, definitely rampant in our culture now um, due to the, the narcissism and a lot of entitlement. You hear a lot of parents complaining about that. But I owe a lot of it to to media, to social media, and uh, a lot of kids, you know, trying to live up to standards that they're seeing out there. You know, they think that, you know, they think that success is something that they can grab onto outside of themselves instead of inside of themselves. They have a lot of healing that need to be done, Bill. A lot of healing. Well, let's start at the beginning. Has parenting in the United States declined so drastically that we are now, as a nation, producing more sociopathic young people? Well, there's definitely been a change in the family in the last 20 years or so. Um, some people will call it a breakdown of the family. Some people will call it a change of the family. A lot of kids, you know, they went home to no parents. They went home to parents that were using drugs, alcohol problems. They have a lot of trauma and a lot of that trauma has been unhealed. And as we say, hurt people hurt people. So when you don't heal that trauma, a lot of bad can happen. And a lot of these kids are exposed to media that is promoting violence and they're playing video games and they're running away in fantasy and they're really not healing themselves. And they think that's the way. I don't know if any child can heal themselves. Um, I understand the video game component, but you can make the argument that millions and millions of children play video games. They don't turn about to be sociopaths. Um, I think the rap music industry has done tremendous damage to the inner city um, children of color by pumping into their brains that antisocial behavior is should be celebrated. Am I wrong there? Well, there's something different inside the mind of a sociopath where they lack morality, they lack ethics in the first place. So their brains are a bit different, but we generally are seeing a trend toward a lack of empathy in our culture due to narcissism, due to media promoting violence. You know, a couple of years ago, Bill, producers um, approached executives at a major network and said, hey, we have this great show about healing from trauma. Dr. Palmer could be the host of the show. They said, oh, Dr. Palmer would be a great host of the show. But we're featuring, we're featuring crime on our network now. I don't know if that's what people want to see or they want to see it because producers are featuring it. But that's what's happening. Well, and you should go back because now cops and all that are gone because of the defund police. So maybe you get a second shot. Now, let's talk about the public school system. It used to be that if the parents were derelict, and millions and millions and millions of parents are, in a variety of different ways. I mean, you can understand how a young child who's beaten, ignored, subject to terrible behavior by their parents, watching all this, live in chaos, they come out at six or seven years old, all right, 
and they're already so damaged emotionally, they don't know what to do. And as you said, hurt people, hurting inside, hurt other people. But it used to be that the public school system had an apparatus to at least try to deal with these very, very disturbed young children. That seems to have evaporated. Bill, a long time ago when I was training to be a counselor, I worked in Lauderhill. I worked at Martin Luther King Boulevard at a school there, at a public school. And I can tell you, it was something like I've never seen. I went to public school, I went to parochial school, and I went to private school. But that school was chaos. There was no learning that was had there. It was just like they were trying to control the kids. They were trying to parent the kids. It was nuts, to be honest with you. And I don't know how any kid can even learn in an environment like that. So they're more focused on parenting kids or trying to parent kids in those schools. And they're even in teaching them what they need to learn to get to the next level. Well, they're not even so trying to do that. Situation. Yeah, that's not even. See, look, the, the nationwide progressive trend is no grades and, and no attendance either. Um, so they're not even trying anymore. But it used to be when I was teaching high school in Opelika, Florida, you may know that area. Don't get worse than that, okay? It used to be, and it was a private school, um, that a troubled kid would be red flagged and there would be an attempt, often failed, to try to bring some therapy to that child within the school day. That's gone. That doesn't even happen anymore. Well, they have a lot of interns working at the schools. It's, interns, you right. know, it, it, it's a matter of money as well. And uh, a lot of the schools are overcrowded. Class sizes are big. They don't have a proper environment in a lot of these schools for kids to learn. You know, open walls, and you know, you can't learn in that kind of environment. Uh, it's look, very difficult. That's exactly right. And every <laughs> test score, every study shows it. No discipline in the school. No learning in the school. Final question for you. It looks to me that this downward spiral that has led to this rise of a subculture, which is ultra violent, is not going to be turned around anytime soon. I don't see any mechanism in this country to do it. Faith based collapsed. All right. Religion, church collapsing. Public school system collapsing. All right. Progressive left doesn't want to deal with it and in fact makes excuses for it. So I don't see how this gets any better. Can you give me some hope? Honestly, neither do I, but I am developing an app that will hopefully help to change things globally by bringing more balance and peace of mind to people. And that's all that we can do for those of us who have that purpose and have that mission to, to spread the word, you know, to really help people to bring wealth from within themselves. But I absolutely agree with you. A lot of people look into social media, looking to become famous and not really knowing how to become successful. You know, what reality really, Bill, not, not knowing the reality of what it takes to achieve success and to be truly happy from within. They're right. living in some kind of fantasy land. And now they won't even isolate those people to protect most other people who are not sociopathic. Now they let them out on the streets to run wild and hurt. Hey, doctor, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks very much for helping us out.
Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. So Kamala Harris gave a couple of interviews over the weekend. They did not work out well for her. First one was the LA Times. I guess this was December 17th, all right? And here's what she said. Put it up on the screen. Quote, we didn't see Delta coming. I think most scientists did not, upon whose advice and direction we have relied. Didn't see Delta coming. We didn't see Omicron coming. And that's the nature of what this awful virus has been, which, as it turns out, has mutations and variants. Okay, so she says that the Biden administration didn't see all of this coming. Now, that sounds logical to me. It sounds like an honest statement. Well, there's Fauci. He has to run out over the weekend and and say something about this. Go. But we were well prepared and expected that we were going to see variants. There's no doubt about that. But I believe that the vice president was referring to the fact, if you look at the number of mutations in Omicron, it's unprecedented. Mm -hmm. There are about 50 of them, 30 of them in the spike protein, and about 10 to 12 of them in the receptor binding domain. We've never seen anything like that before. So in that context, she was correct. But that's not what she was talking about. So Fauci's spinning, which is what he does. She was saying we got caught blindsided. And so did Fauci. All right. Okay. (laughs) It just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, Remember that book, The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight by Jimmy Breslin? That's what this is, the Biden administration. Again, I will tell you that, you know, and this made me feel good. Moderna announced that their COVID booster shot significantly increases antibody levels against the Omicron variant. So it's my duty to report it to you, and I am. All right, so the stock market, of course, of course, whenever you get this kind of shaky, build back better out the window, COVID in the window, stock market's going to go down. If you have stocks, and I'm sure many of you do, and your 401ks, your retirements, and all of that, just hang on. Don't panic sell. Don't do that. And if you have a stock you like and this and that, it might be a good time to pick it up. Because this is, but this is just a reaction, knee-jerk reaction. Now, uh, I'm not predicting anything about the stock market. I don't do that. Uh, but I will tell you that under Biden, there's no confidence. Wall Street doesn't have any confidence in him. They have confidence in business and people making money. I think the number is $800 billion Americans are going to spend this Christmas season on gifts and food and things like that. $800 billion. So there's money and it's circulating. 
So I'm not going to, I'm not the guru. You want that? You go to uh, CNBC or these others. But I am going to tell you what I do. I don't panic. I hold. Okay. Um, and now let's bring back uh, Vice President Harris. So there's a guy named Charlemagne the T.H.A. God. He's a former drug dealer, self-admitted, and he was on a radio in New York City for a while. And now he does uh, Comedy Central. He hosts a talk show called The God's Honest Truth. Most people don't know who he is. It's on Friday nights. I've never watched it. I know who he is, okay, because I live in New York. But most people don't know it. So Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, chooses Charlemagne the God to give an interview to. Not me. All right, not other journalists. Charlemagne gets it. And it did not go well. Roll it. So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. And then, I don't know really what happened afterward, but... They wanted to pull the interview or some of her people came in. And I, I don't know. Um, first of all, why on earth, if you're the vice president of the United States, are you giving an interview to Charlemagne the God? <laughs> I mean, I understand Howard Stern or something. You know, he's been around forever. He's got a serious show and all. But I, I just I don't know. I don't think there's anybody in charge of this country right now. I, don't, I really, and I'm not saying that with any hyperbole or any exaggeration. I don't think there's anybody in charge of the government. <laughs> what they doing? Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes? and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part, this spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 
off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. CNN is dissolving before the country's eyes. In November 2020, a year ago, primetime CNN averaged 2,800,000 viewers. Okay? November 2021, CNN primetime, 654,000 total viewers. Can you believe the collapse in a year? Now, part of that is the absence of, of hating Trump. But I've never seen a collapse like that. And now with Cuomo, I mean, who's, who's watching that network? I mean, guess you, Stanley Tucci has recipes or something for frittatas, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on. But it's an amazing media story. So we called on our media guy. Dr. Jeffrey McCall uh, is a professor of communication at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana, from where he joins us. So do you see the CNN way as I described it, doctor? Oh, CNN is in free fall. And I must say, it, it's disappointing on one level because I really want journalism organizations to thrive. But CNN has really put itself in this, in this very sad position. You know, we need good journalism in this country. You know, good journalism serves the needs of a democracy. And CNN, for a long time, had the respect of the American people and helped do that. And when you've got a can, your prime time you know, highest rated anchor for all kinds of breaches of ethical professionalism, that says a lot about the, the channel itself. And I, frankly, I think their decline in ratings is in part, as you said, because of the absence of Trump. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes to the fact that the, the viewers that they did have realized that this was an ethically and professionally vacuous environment now at CNN. And the most recent things that led to the dismissal of Chris Cuomo, you know, are relevant. But I think the problems with Chris Cuomo actually began months earlier. And in fact, uh, you, you could say even years earlier, but I think where they really began was when Chris started interviewing Governor Cuomo at the beginning of the COVID crisis, because that, that whole series of interviews over weeks was basically COVID PR for the governor of New York, who was wanting to be president someday. And, uh, and got a book it, it contract. It was not just news, it was, it right. was comedy and PR. Sure, and, he, and he, he had a big He should have recused swept. himself then. Right. But here's the most important question, I believe. Say you're in your classroom and your journalism students are there, and, and a wise guy like me raises his hand and says, why didn't the man management of CNN order Chris Cuomo to recuse himself right after his brother got in trouble with accusations of misconduct. What would your answer be? Oh, it'd be so easy. I mean, we, we study journalistic codes of ethics in my class. This is the Society of Professional Journalists has a very good one. The Radio, Television, Digital News Association has a very good one. And all of those codes of ethics across the board in journalism say, when you have a conflict of interest, when you have an interest in a particular story, you get yourself out. And the fact that the CNN brass, the CNN hierarchy, didn't go to those codes of ethics or didn't know about them or Shocking. just didn't care tells Shocking. us a lot. 
which, right. which shows us really the corporate kind of corruption. And, and there are a lot of media organizations that have problems with corruption at the top and, and lack of leadership. But CNN's has been stunning in many levels because it just strikes me as odd that Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, or the people even above him, somebody didn't look down and say, what is Chris doing interviewing his brother? What is Chris doing <laughs> covering anything that has to do with his brother? I, I, and nobody I just, did that, which is listen. really sad because it tells me that the media, and particularly CNN, has become part of the establishment. They're it's not there to represent us. It's worse They're not that. looking out for Americans. That's for sure. I work for CBS National, ABC National, and Fox for more than 21, for more than 20 years, okay? This, at all three places, this never could have happened. Couldn't have happened because there were managers, all right? And, and in the case of Fox, a guy named Roger Ailes, just would have called you up and said, you're not covering us. I mean, that never happened. But now it does happen. And the reason it happens is money. Because all the media companies, AT&T owns CNN, all right? They don't care about journalistic ethics or anything else. They care about being woke and making as much money as they can, saying anything they want, doing anything they want, whether it's true or not. We saw that with Russian collusion. Last word, doctor. Yeah, the corporatization of media has really been a problem. And as you hint, the people at the top of these big corporations really have no background in journalism. They're only interested in business. And that's really sad because, as I was saying a moment ago, you know, we, the, the free press was established to be autonomous and to watchdog on behalf of citizens, to be our surrogates. Yeah. They've stepped away from that role. And American democracy is being ill-served by the way the media is going about its business now. Because when they're part of the establishment, they are not watching out for the citizens, which they were founded by the First Amendment to do. That's for sure. Hey, thanks, Dr. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, you, we'll Bill. talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. Okay, so I'm, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't report the story to you. And I'm sorry, I apologize ahead of time, but I have to do it. All right, so you know how I feel about Stephen Colbert. All right, I like Jon Stewart. I've always liked him. And, and he and I have a fairly good relationship. Colbert, the opposite. Okay, I don't think he's talented. Uh, I think he's a zealot, a left-wing zealot. And the only reason he has this program on CBS, remember when he first took over from Letterman, Colbert was third, nobody watched him. And then he started to hate conservatives, including Donald Trump, of course. As soon as he started to hate conservatives, his ratings came up because the loons on the West Coast in particular started to watch him at 11.30 on CBS. So of course, in the abortion case that's in the Supreme Court now, of course, Colbert would have to weigh in. Remember, this is a late night entertainment show. Will the tape. So if it is this unpopular, why is everyone saying it's gonna happen? Well, and I don't wanna to get too technical, but we, what's the word? Don't live in a democracy. Five of the nine justices were appointed by presidents who lost the popular vote. The last three confirmed by a Republican Senate who now represent 41 million fewer Americans than the Democrats. In fact, Republican senators haven't represented a majority of the U.S. population since 1996. A lot has changed since 1996.
but not your mentality, that stayed exactly the same, shallow and misinformed. So apparently Colbert loves abortion and wants it unlimited. Apparently that's his opinion, and he's entitled to it under a constitution. But what he does in that stupid, foolish monologue is say that because Republican senators, okay, who confirm Supreme Court justices, don't represent the majority of Americans since 1996, they shouldn't have any say. And because they do, we don't live in a democracy. Here's how crazy that is. The reason that Democrats are represented in the Senate more than Republicans is because of California, New York, and Illinois. Three states, particularly California. 40 million people live in California, okay? And it's never going to change. California dominates the population base in the USA. And California is as left as it gets. Illinois second with Chicago and New York third with New York City. So you add those up and there are 104 electoral votes that Republicans will never get. Think about that. You need 270 to win, 104 already locked in to the Democratic Party. But Colbert can't think deeply enough to say, oh, well, three states should control what happens and the Senate shouldn't vote on uh, Supreme Court justices anymore. Let's let California pick them. But his audience is uh, uh, incredible. And while we're on the subject of California, L.A., 14 have been arrested for breaking in and smashing in and stealing nearly 350,000 in goods from various department stores. According to the LAPD police chief, Michael Moore, all of them, all 14 arrests, they're out. Zero bail criteria and all but one has been released and the one's a juvenile. I guess they got nowhere to, he's got no parents or something. Okay, so in California now you could steal less than a thousand dollars and you won't be prosecuted. But even if you're caught and arrested for smashing into a store, you're out. You don't even stay overnight. Boom. Give it a ticket out. You wonder why uh, this is happening? There it is. Columbia University, the most radical left university in New York State. No doubt about it. Okay, this is terrible. A grad student named Devade Geary, 30 years old. He was walking in Morningside Heights, and he was attacked by an African-American. I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to identify by color, but I have to, okay, with a knife for no reason and stabbed to death. All right, now this comes on the heels of uh, a woman who was murdered in the same area, Columbia student, Tessa Majors, 18 years old. She goes to Barnard, which is adjacent to Columbia. And she was killed in Morningside Park as well. Just murdered, stabbed to death. So now Columbia is demanding more security because the students are up there. And so the president of Columbia University, and by the way, the guy who's charged with murdering Mr. Geary is Vincent Pinckney. 
25-year-old gang member, lengthy rap sheet. And uh, the guy has 11 priors for arrests, assaults. He's a gang member. And, you know, he's running around. So Lee Bollinger is the president of Columbia University. Lee Bollinger is a radical leftist, okay, who has basically demonized the police. Huge critical race theory supporter. Huge. Okay. And in a review, the president of Columbia President of Columbia University, Lee Bollinger, is urgent and necessary. Now, critical race theory includes defunding, reimagining the police. So Bollinger, one of the big boosters of this, now goes, oh, no, no, we need more security. We need, oh, oh. okay, I, I don't want any bail. And this gang member in 11 priors, but, but he shouldn't have stabbed. Oh, you, you know, that's who you should be demonstrating against, Lee Bollinger. Ugh. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's PolicyGenius.com. So, um, hatred is bad. Everybody knows that. But we're human beings. And I do hate some people. I'm sorry, I have to go to confession, but I hate them. Now, do I wish them ill? No. Do I hope they get cancer? No, but I hate them. Way beyond dislike. 
And if they ever came at me or there was a circumstance, they get hurt. But I know that's my weakness. So in this country now, we're developing into tribes and the tribes hate each other. Didn't used to be that way when I was doing a factor. You know, we brought Democrats and liberals on all the time. We had good conversations and uh, there was no problem. Now, when these people lie blatantly about the country, when they call people racist, I can't abide it. There's a whole different tone in play. So I was thinking about what is the solution? We have a no hate zone here on BillOReilly.com. I don't traffic in that. But I got to tell you, when I see somebody like Joy Reid or uh, Behar, these people, I just recoil. Again, I don't wish them physical ill, but it's not, there's no detente ever going to happen between me and them. Because I believe they're hurting us, you, me. They hurt us and they hurt our children. And they are overjoyed to hurt us. It's kind of like the abortion thing. So by not opposing actively abortion, the Catholic Church makes it much easier for the unburned to be killed. That's a fact. They're not saving babies. Are they? So anyway, um, thinking about this, I think the philosophy of no hate zone is worthy. It takes discipline. I try not to watch these people on TV. I don't read the New York Times or the Washington Post anymore. I just don't want it. I know what they're going to say. They very rarely have anything sane. They uh, despise the country. So that's what they do. The final thing is I'm going to fight as hard as I can to reverse this progressive wave. It's happening now. Biden, Harris, all of these people are really getting hammered. I don't expect that situation to improve for them because the level of incompetence with Biden and Harris is something I have never seen before in my lifetime. So it's like you're watching a football team and you know they're going to lose because their players are terrible and they're always going to be terrible. 